So before we started recording, yes, we were tonelessly singing the Captain Planet thing song. <laughs> we were. Just alone in your house <laughs> because we're awesome. So two of the coolest people you'll ever meet. I don't want people what, to... Hang on, I've got to answer. What the hell is up with this show lately where every time I plug all the stuff in, yeah. my voice just immediately, I've got this husky like, and I can't cough it out or anything. My voice is just automatically strained. Do you think that my voice is leaving in <laughs> protest of just bad yeah. taste? You go, nah, nah, not, I'm not being again. held responsible for this. I don't want to hear about Michael fucking Bay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't want people to think that we like assume some level thirty persona when we turn the microphones on. Because right. yeah, we were just dancing around singing the Captain Planet theme song for no reason, really. Why were we doing that? Oh, because I decided to reuse the water glass. Yeah, exactly. Making you a planetary hero Pretty on much. the level of a, a weird... What is... Is he a golem? Like, what is he? Is he a what? Where does Captain Planet go when they don't need Into their him? rings. But bits of him... Because he's by their power combined. Haven't you seen the one where two of them are in outer space and so he can't go back to their rings and he just kind of flops about? He can't fly because the wind part of him's gone back. Shit. And he's just kind of brown and... Oh, bummer, man. I don't know, maybe. I can't remember. I think he's got earth and heart left in him. Yeah, so, so he's, he's just like a heart earth. Yeah, he's basically a brown dude that can't do squat. <laughs> That's racist. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it is. He's got, he's got a lot of heart, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why... Because <laughs> um, I was struck by how, like, one thing I miss about the world is, like, epic-level theme songs yeah. to TV shows. Because these days, like, it's, like, Lost now. It's just... And most places don't have a cool like theme lost song. now. Yeah, exactly. It's like Lost That's been off the ago. air for a decade. <laughs> but, you know, people don't really do theme songs anymore. I was having this conversation with someone... The other day, it was I me. Think. Was it? Forgetting? No, I wasn't. I'm just being a dick. I don't know if I, I don't know if I was having this conversation or this is <laughs> this is going to be revealing, yeah. or if I was listening to someone else have this conversation <laughs> on the train. I don't know if I was caught in a recursive time loop. But they were talking about when shows start out with a long theme song and then two seasons in they trim it right down to yeah. the thing and the credits just flash and it's like uh, it. I'm a big fan of New Girl and you can tell they've got their theme song and they just expand it or cut it down depending on. You always know it's going to be a bad episode if the whole theme song plays because you're like, man, they need to fill time. I like to think of you most of the time when you say I was talking about something now. I'm just going to imagine it was you thinking about it while like combing a doll's hair (laughs) in the dark. (laughs) Just like, yeah, 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 theme songs are good. But Captain Planet is, uh, I think the reason it connected with me because it's a really simple, like the song is dumb. Right, but clear. Is it dumb? Dumb in an or awesome way. One of the greatest pieces of songwriting ever created. Yeah, like he's our hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. Like that's that's a crisp idea, man. Yeah. That's obvious what's that's happening. what you call on message. And so it, I think that's probably why I'm so infuriated when climate change is a, such a thing because I'm like, didn't you fucking see he wants to take it down to zero. He's a superhero Everyone in that who's on the polluter side is an actual pig man. <laughs> <laughs> or like or they're radioactive. <laughs> exactly. Or a woman with severe burn issues. Uh, like maybe I'm too uh, led by the cartoons of my youth or something. <laughs> but whenever people, are, whenever there's someone on TV going like, I just don't believe the science. Uh, I think the economy is more important. I just see them as like a Captain Planet villain. And I'm like, how is... How are people not seeing this? What is your problem, Hoggish Greedley, Prime (laughs) Minister of Australia? (laughs) Such a good name. 
Well, <clears throat> down I wanted to, to zero. Gonna help him. No, you've you've screwed it up. Asunder. Oh no, you've got it. Bad guys who like to loot and plunder. And one of the bad guys' names You'll was Luton Plunder. This, Captain Planet. And he was voiced by... Um, so was his first name Luton? Yeah. It's incredible. It's like Luton without a G. Imagine being Mr. and Mrs. Plunder. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, oh, we could came, name him Luton. Would that, would that have any connotations? And they're like, no. Oh. No, that sounds like Putin. He's powerful. <laughs> you know? No, let's go for it. What could go wrong? And then he grows up to be him and they're like, oh. Should have known. Yeah. Should have. It's like all those parents in the Marvel Universe who were like, oh, his name was Parker. We shouldn't have given him a P first name. He was begging to become a superhero. Yeah. My cousin Holly, who you know also. Hi, Holly. Does she she listen? I don't know if she (laughs) listens anymore. She listened at one point. I don't know. Let's assume that people listen. Her housemate listens. I need to assume people listen. You guys. Um. She was so she was doing uh, midwifery at uni. Yeah. To go do placement. Which is where you do medicine, but only on the middle part of a married woman. What? Like their torso, midwifery. I'm not even going to validate that. You don't have to. Everyone who's listening just did. So Mr. and Mrs. Cotton came in for, to, have <laughs> their, to have their baby. Yep. Uh, had a little girl. Yes. True story. I'm it's not even making this up. Mm-hmm. Did they get a cesarean? Did they have to stitch them back up afterwards? I don't know. I don't know about that part. But yep. called the little girl Polly. Polly Cotton. Gave her the middle name. Esther. <laughs> Not even joking. Really? That is a real thing. They are officially my favourite people in One, the whole no, world. No, no. Once they fill out the birth certificate, I reckon child services should just come <laughs> yeah. and go, no, irresponsible. Nah. Religious people will come in and go, you can't have two different fibres <laughs> next to each other. <laughs> I think people think that we needlessly slag off DC. Really? I, I think that maybe that people think that's a bit of a theme of the show. Is that because every time we bring them up, we say we're not a fan? Yeah. It's not needlessly, and I'm going to tell you a story <laughs> about how DC are the biggest assholes on the planet. Interesting. Basically. Do go on. They're no eco-warriors, that's for sure. Some kind of Kryptonian who's just bloody flying around, reckon he's the boss of everyone, yep. even though he can't even wear real pants. <laughs> <laughs> turn that into a comic book. Go on. So there's this kid, mm-hmm. or I should say there was this kid, yeah, because I read this story last night about a kid who was murdered. Wow, which is this really did uh, fucking horrible, right? Yeah, and they want to build a statue of this kid, mm-hmm. and they want to put a Superman logo on him and a, and a cape and stuff like that to sort of make him sort of a little symbol for hope. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah, DC. If you do that, we will sue you. Oh, really? Horrible people. Wow, horrible. Because that's what uh, your cherished American icon stands for. That's right. Intellectual property and legal rights. Yep. It's the American way. I mean, if they sue them, presumably all they'll be able to get out of them is a big fucking statue. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Put it in their park. Able to process litigation faster than a speeding bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Able to leap on copyright violators in a single bound. (laughs) That's a dick move. It's a massive dick move. And not like as in they've got a massive dick, which most people associate with some form of awesome masculinity, as in they are actually (laughs) massive dicks. I don't think culturally most people interpret that statement as like, oh, like a cool thing someone with a huge dick would do. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just wanted to be yep. absolutely clear about that. Yeah, I'm glad. Wanted We're to... all about precise language on this podcast. <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> just really wanted to get to the point. Yeah. That was a dick joke. You brought comic books. This is like show and tell. I did. I've got awesome comic books that Eileen bought me because she's the best. Uh, there's a comic book. It's the best. It's called Afterlife with Archie. And holy shit. I don't got know if, my attention. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Archie comics. If you're not familiar with Archie comics, stop listening to this show. Nobody wants you. Yep. But it's true. <laughs> That's the first time you haven't corrected me on that and gone, no, seriously, keep listening. I fucking love Archie <laughs> comics, man. <laughs> I, my childhood's probably built out of a little fort of like little Archie Digest comics. Oh, yeah. Uh, that I just used to love so hard. Is there room for two in that fort or is it just you all by yourself? Just me. Oh. Well, Betty and Veronica were there. <laughs> no doubt. I wouldn't know. I was just brushing a doll's hair and talking to it. Someone has taken uh, Archie comics, which are like, to me, like a four-coloured symbol of youthful innocence because it was just always like, they can make stories like, Archie is endlessly disappointing two women vying for his affections <laughs> and make it into like a super happy fun thing. Jughead should have died of gastro something many what times. the crown? What was that all about? I don't know, man. He just loved it. Good and that's him. okay. Good, Good on him for being an individual. That's the thing. I think once you're a fucking... Uh, it's like Luton. Once, <laughs> once your name's once Jughead. Once your mum's like, this kid's a Jughead. You're like, give me a fucking crown. <laughs> uh, I've got to get a brand happening somehow. Anyway. after Jughead's not enough of a brand on its own. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They're like, you know what will really take this to the limit? <laughs> what will really get me to 11 is if I put on a crown. Yeah. Have you guys seen Crownless Jughead? What a <laughs> fuck with. <laughs> Wait, everything changed. Uh, it's a zombie film set in the Archie universe, basically. Uh, someone's done like an actual like Walking Dead style comic, but it's like Archie and the gang go to a house party. Yeah. The previous night, like Jughead's dog gets bitten. Uh, <laughs> no, it, his dog dies. Oh, that's not and funny. And Sabrina, the teenage witch, resurrects the dog. Is it actually Sabrina, the teenage yeah, witch? Yeah, but it comes back as a zombie and bites Jughead, who then becomes a zombie, who then comes to the party and fuck, just starts murdering the shit out of people, which is hilarious because Jughead is always the wacky, hungry guy. Does he murder Archie? <laughs> uh, Archie's still in it. I've only got the first trade. Okay. Uh, I would... Unlimited recommendations. So is Archie, Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. It's now. one star, two star, and then unlimited recommendations. Infinite we can put thumbs some, up. Uh, we can put some reverb on that, can't we? Sure. Unlimited. Re- Sorry, I'm going to stop doing it. I'm just. Re- I, it's really good. Oh, no, I'm getting that. So yeah. you've got to answer my question. So is Archie fighting against the zombies that Jughead's created? Or they're what's sort the of doing the the zombie fallback thing where now they're in uh, Veronica Lodge's house. Okay. Uh, having like an after party because some of them are like oh zombies, but most of them are just like oh it's weird. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's it, a bit does, strange. Does it happen normally when the zombie apocalypse comes? In my experience. Okay. Look, you have your drone apocalypse. Zombies, I'm all over it. They okay. walk slowly, yeah. many of them. I get that. Uh, humans are the real monsters. But see, in, I, I watch Walking Dead, and it doesn't strike me as a lot of people going, ooh, it's a bit weird. They're all like, fucking kill the zombies, we're all going to fucking die! Well, that's true, but see, uh, Walking Dead is famously, the, the premise of Walking Dead is what happens after the one and a half hour zombie film. Mm. So that picks up 
properly after the film. This is happening within the film where people are just like, what's going on? Jughead looks a bit under the weather. Where's my arm? Oh, I've died, but I'm still up. Yum. Does he still wear the crown while he's a zombie? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, well, good. As long as he's not diluting his personal brand. Exactly. People are still like... That guy's got it going on. He's some kind of mini crown king. So you've got the not a uni crown. No. So you've got the trade. Yeah. Do you know how many? Is it an ongoing series? Is it finished or? What's I believe the, it's still ongoing at the moment. Okay. So how many? How many issues are we up to? Do you Unknown. Know? Unknown. All right. Cool. I know. I know what exists within the boundary of my possession, which is a single trade. Cool. What else you got there? You want to talk about those? I have other things. I'm quite enjoying not having to do the the I, talking after my endless bay ranting. I also got. East of West, which is written by Jonathan Hickman, who's one of the best comic book writers that there is. Isn't everything East of West? Isn't this like when you go to the South Pole and every direction's North? Well, fine. We'll just call it Comic Story. Fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) We could call it Everywhere. We could. We could anyway, call it look, I don't want to rain on old Equatorum. I don't want to rain on old Jono's parade. Well, that's right. Give me, the, give, me the, give me the rundown. Give me the lowdown. Give me the hoedown. It's give me the showdown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny you say hoedown, which I just picked out of the seven things you just said. Mm. Uh, it's like a sci-fi western starring the four horsemen of the apocalypse. As you do. And, uh, and they're actually horsemen. Yeah. Golden. They are. What else you got? And they're working to bring around the apocalypse and it's the best and it's great. And if you like Jonathan Hickman, which you should, if you like stories that are told well, uh, then you should read it. So, here's my thing, right? Yep. Is you frequently get stuck into me about actually welcoming the apocalypse. Now you've just told me that a story about four guys who are trying to cause the apocalypse is the best. So, I'm calling you out for your hypocrisy, for starters. And second, I don't really like you very much at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the second one takes me by surprise. (laughs) But the first one, like you're talking about the actual coming about of the apocalypse. I'm talking about processing your sort of existential dread about the possibility of the apocalypse by sort of reading narratives that talk about the possibility of it, allowing you to sort of externalise those feelings and put them into the story. And by that, you can sort of find a f- sort of harmless way to process that stuff and then go about your life confident that the apocalypse probably won't happen. But if it does happen, everything's going to be okay. Especially if you live a life where, say, every week or so, you sit across from someone who's intentionally working to bring about some kind of drone-based apocalypse, it's important to have the infinite power of stories to channel your imagination in a positive fashion. I've channeled in a very positive fashion where I'm just ready for it. (laughs) I welcome it with open arms. Yeah. Didn't you read my thing about my TV pilot I'm writing called Under the Drone? I did. (laughs) Under the Dome? Why Under the Dome? I don't know. It's the Simpsons movie, isn't it? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. I haven't. All it's I've seen not, is like. It will like, never go on the roster. End of story. All I, I'm just stuck in its wake. Like I've never seen Under the Dome. Mm-hmm. I've watched five minutes here and there, and it's just Hank from Breaking Bad going. Well, I got my acclaim. Now time for the money. And uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it just—it's so dumb. It's the dumbest. It's so dumb. It's just butterflies in a dome, and they're eating at a diner. Where's the food come from? You're in a fucking dome. It's very upsetting. Maybe they're eating butterfly steaks. Probably. <laughs> Those are a thing. But they're not actually made of butterflies. Don't worry, insect fans. Yeah, yeah. No one was harmed in the making of those steaks. Firstly, if Hank is listening to this show, which we can only assume that he is. Friend of the show. (laughs) (laughs) So I took a big glass of water there. Go on. 
Uh, look, we're sorry. We didn't mean to. I, I certainly didn't mean to trash bag your career. Yeah, JT doesn't like to ostracise people on this no, podcast. That's right. That's right. Very egalitarian. Uh, but you've got to be careful with these celebrities. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Because they're very spry. They, <laughs> they are. Some of them take martial arts as well. Can you imagine being karate chopped to death by a celebrity? That would be so embarrassing because you would definitely be on TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. You would be. Yep. Nobody's neck snaps against Tom Cruise's kung fu iron palm. <laughs> I reckon Tom Cruise has some kind of Iron Fist-esque channeling of his fucking Scientology There's probably some special Scientology martial art that no one knows anything about. Yeah. And if they do, they've been, what do you call it? Iron palmed. That's right. It's like, oh, the check for a million dollars cleared? Cool. Now you can channel your life force into like the bottom side of your palm. Sounds good. But I had a famous run-in, a celebrity run-in. Really? Where last night I finally... And given that it's only six episodes that's, and it's taken me a year and a half to get through, I finally watched the last episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> yep. Which I thought was cool. It's uh, a great show. But I, I tweeted the woman who plays the Labor candidate in it. Yep. Whose name has now completely escaped me, which is embarrassing. Labor actress. Yes, that's her. Her last name's Piri. Someone Piri? Luton Piri. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luton Piri. <laughs> So I found her on Twitter and I just sent her a tweet and I said, oh, look, I just watched the last episode of... Um, so you managed to find out her name briefly. And then, yeah, tweeted her and then promptly forgot it. Yeah, I thought, sweet. well, what's the point of remembering? Nothing will ever come of this. No. Tweeted her and said, hey, just watched the last episode of Black Mirror. I thought you were awesome in it. Uh, great episode. Really interesting topic. This is the one where they get the animated blue bear to run for parliament. Oh, that's He's brutal, sort of ma'am. Symbol of anarchy and stuff. Yep. Uh, and she tweeted me back. And she was like, thanks, glad you enjoyed it. Smiley face. And I was like, who is this person that I've already forgotten? Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was nice, that British TV star, mm-hmm. just reaching out to the fans. It's nice that she was thoughtful enough to remember take, your name to respond. Yeah, that is nice. That is super nice. Why don't you talk about your third comic book instead of being such a jackass to me? Uh, I think I can do both, you <laughs> fuckwit. It's <laughs> <laughs> not very nice. Um, the third comic I've got is Black Science, which is written by Rick Remender, drawn oh, yes. by Matteo Scalara. Yeah. That's probably how you spell it. Was well, that's how you spell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am reading it, after all. It's the pronunciation which is in doubt. Was my good friend Chloe Piri involved in it <laughs> in any way? <laughs> or, Ooh, or was she not? No, I, no okay. I, I, I wouldn't want to weigh in. <laughs> she may have consulted. I'm not sure. Possibly. Uh, Rick Remender, you would know, obviously, from of his course. incredible fucking amazing Old run friends. on uh, Uncanny X-Force. Yep. Which was... Uh, just the fucking best. It was uncanny. And he just wanders around. You've had more than one thing that's the best tonight. I don't know if that's... They're all the best. kind of defies We're the definition the of best. We're in the best of all possible worlds, man. Everything's great. Life well, continues. There could be more. High five. Drones. Many stars. All right. We're a galaxy of stars what's, in this rating what's system. What's Rick been up to with the old black science? Well, look, he seems we to just... We sort of semi-segued out of Black Mirror, Black did. Science. Yeah. Rick Remender, we're getting close to the ender, That's right. <laughs> Segway City. Pow! Uh, Rick Remender just seems to continue sort of shambling through life, pooping amazing stories, <laughs> which has always been my personal dream. I'm sorry you know. for that imagery if you're listening, Rick. Uh, it's about this like uh, scientist guy and his family and his team, and they've basically built this pillar which allows them to travel between 
parallel universes. A pillar? Yeah, like a... Like that you like sleep a, on? No, like a... <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, like a big stick in the ground. Okay. But a technological one. Right. Yeah. And how does that let them travel through time? Uh, do they so sit on it or no, do they it, so wrap it's around it and chain them? So, well, I don't know. It, it teleports... And takes everybody within a certain radius with it. Does it take the ground that it's on? No. How does it know the difference between the ground and the people? Because black science. Ah. Is that reverb need again? All right, I'll put it in. Uh, I'll edit this one so I can do the effects for you. And uh, it's I don't want to stress you out <laughs> with the technology. <laughs> but it, it reminds me of Saga in the way that uh, it's not like the story and the characterization is really good. But just the sheer imagination engine of the world building is fucking beautiful. You love a good world building, don't yeah. you? Yeah. It's one of your things that gets your motor running. So, like, it's this story of... Uh, so, this guy has built this machine, which mm. allows him to travel between parallel worlds. A pillar, yes. Uh, and you're sort of lumped in the middle of the story. Again, I've only got the first trade, but it's super the boss. And basically, the pillar has been broken... Mm. And so there's this group of people that half of them are sort of trained to be doing this and half of them just happen to be there at the wrong time. And the pillar is just randomly chucking them into, like it's teleporting randomly. Random so they keep appearing in a different universe with a different oh, so they're interval. Moving, they're moving through time and universes. Well, they're just moving through universes, but the intervals at which they move. So they'll rock up in a new universe and it could be fucking anything in your imagination. And then the, the clock will say we will jump again in seven minutes or we will jump again in one day or something. And they're trying to get the stuff to fix the pillow while, but so the, the story of the characters and trying to figure out who broke the pillar and what's going on and the relationships between them and all this stuff is really good on its own, but it's just periodically interspersed with now they're in a universe where no one ever went to America, so the uh, Native Americans rock up in the middle of World War Two, and they're fucking super technological death shaman, and they're just fucking annihilating Nazis. Super technological death shaman. Yeah, man. And then wow. it'll, they'll jump again, and it'll be like a weird frog world where the frogs uh, exist solely to inhabit gaseous, intelligent life forms, and Sounds they need to try to and fight them. I want to go to there. Uh, it's the best, man. Everyone's spawning all the time. Does anybody just intermittently yell out, Who broke the pillar? Oof, <laughs> oof, 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 oof. That's your thing? That's, I mean, yeah. I'm a simple man. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I make no apology for it. Yeah. Go Baha, man. You know. Friends of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're certainly friends of their work. Uh, and that is the best comic mm. ever. So anyway, that's what I've been reading. Everyone should read all those things and judge for themselves which one is the best. <laughs> Spoiler, all of them are the best. <laughs> this chair, man, I tried to fix your chair that keeps sinking. Yeah. And I've swapped it with myself to try and just test it out. But yeah. it's, it's not working for me tonight. Is that a sort of way of... You thought it was my sort of like ass <laughs> position. I did think that you were a giant bulbous yeah. mess that broke my gas lift chair. I mean, I like Stefan, but he seems so dumb that sitting would outsmart him. <laughs> He's somehow That's, unable to sit. It's like you're inside my head. Yeah, I can't just fold my body in half, Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the theme song to Drone News? Drone News, beep, blop, bloop, blop, drones. <laughs> It's actually better than the original. It's going to be... Uh, it. That's the updated version. It's like after season one of Transformers. Yeah. Oh, P.S. Bring my season one of Transformers DVDs back. Um, no. <laughs> when the theme changed and it was very 
sort of slow and tried to be rock and rolling and then it went a bit more yep. technologically advanced. And then third season when he got the ooh, ah, mm, ah, mm, ah, Oh, that one was awesome. So drone news. Two items on drone news tonight. Drone and news 2.0. Here's what I'm loving. Here's what I'm absolutely loving the shit out of. Yep. Other than loving drones is that people have started to send in drone stories for drone news. Yeah, please stop. I'm g- <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> don't listen to him. Keep it up. If you send them to us on Twitter or you send them to us on Facebook or email us or whatever, send them, put hash drone news on it. Yeah. And, and we're going to – this is a regular thing now. People are excited about this. See, what I think is people should send in more stories where it's cats dressed as characters from Legend of Zelda. We can do that as another segment <laughs> if you like. First, anyway, drones. First one comes from Stuart, who I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Woo, Stuart. Very happy with his shout out. He's already posted this on our Facebook page, which is awesome. So it's go like and a have a stew look made at of it. amazing art. He is, I mm. guess. Or not. So engaging. <laughs> <laughs> he has sent, and you'll like this one, because this one's actually about a near fatal drone crash. See, this is what I've been saying, man. There's too many drones. But I will fix this. Don't worry. I don't know that you will. I think I probably will. All right. So just can I just have a moment? Time makes now fools that, of us all. Now that you've done your show and tell with your comics, yep. it's time for a bit of JT. It's they time really for a bit of drone love. Such a good From comics. this guy. From the host. All right. With the most drones. Uh, so these clowns were flying. <laughs> <laughs> They're not actual clowns. I mean, clowns as in the yep. stupid people were flying their drones and a commercial aircraft had to sort of outmanoeuvre. Uh, it was a helicopter. It was a police helicopter. I mean, if you're going to fly, if you're gonna fly your drones and obstruct another vehicle's flight path, yeah. police helicopter, probably not the best choice. That's, uh, uh, don't do that at all. Level 30 supports the responsible use of drones. Uh, <laughs> so they've, they've caused this police helicopter to have to divert and then the police helicopter has chased it. And chase these guys down and they're going to get in a lot of trouble for it because they were operating their drones at an unsafe height. and Like too high? Yes. Ah. And without a proper licence and all that sort of stuff. Because you can't just fly a drone around. That's not a thing. <laughs> but, but here's the problem. And, and, this is, and I pointed this out on the Facebook page. You can go and look at it so that you know that I'm not a liar. Yeah, I believe you. The problem with this story is not the drones. Yeah. The drones were okay. <laughs> the problem is that they had human operators. Oh. We need self-aware autonomous drones or this whole drone apocalypse thing is just not going to work out. Well, that would be a fucking downer. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the moral that I've taken away from that is humans are the problem here. Yeah. Not drones. If they just get out of the evolutionary way and let drones sweep locust-like along the globe, everything would be nice and ordered and great. You are correct. And they could use this as some kind of matrix My battery. slightly asparagus-shaped friend. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that some miscellaneous bro, yep. I imagine... Where, where, where <laughs> it was this definitely occur? a bro. This was, is a total bro move. Where did this occur? Uh, uh, Boston, I think, or Washington, uh, somewhere. I don't know, so somewhere in America. a guy... Wouldn't happen in Australia... I mean, he's got a cap on backwards. Yep. And in the little hole thing at the front, there's just a few frosted tips coming out. Exactly right. He's got like a hoodie, but he's ripped the ripped the sleeves the off. arms off. Yep. Scarlet Spider style. And he's mm-hmm. wearing uh, jorts. Jorts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like... Is this, are jorts a bad thing? Uh, I own several pairs of jorts. Yeah, well, moving on. So, jorts, right? He's <laughs> yeah. jorts it up. He's yep. wearing... Uh, like he's tried... Can we call this episode drone jorts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's tried to get... The sort of 
pump up Nike things as close as Marty McFly's as he can, but all he's really found is sort of Dunlop volleys. So he's, he's wearing <laughs> those. And he's like, hey, bro, come on and let's fang some drones to do some fat perv laps, man. I imagine they were <laughs> flying them with like cameras on them to try and get some down blouse shots, right? Yeah, sounds legit. And they're necking some fat bros. <laughs> necking some fat bros. And like this, you still like, have a touch with the youth <laughs> today, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, his mate's doing some fat kick flips and getting some sweet air <laughs> off the backboard because kids exist. Mm. And, I, and they're just driving along, flying their bloody drones. And then it's come back over the horizon. And he's like, oh, that was a nice night of drone flying and it's a victimless crime and then his drone is like crested over the horizon and is about to come in for a landing and then a fucking police helicopter <laughs> in pursuit comes over and lands and it like his, t- his hat flies off and it goes like wow 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 and flies off Can into you the, do the sound effect into the microphone <laughs> again wow 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 like his hat flies off and yep. his tip stands straight He's up. blinded by the spotlight, so he has to flick down his old school 1992-style Oakley sunglasses. Yes, and he's like, that escalated quickly. Like the ragged edges of his jorts are flapping <laughs> frantically in the blades and the police are like, stop, police. And they're like, oh, drones. Is that what happened? That's what I decided. Oh, look, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a different thing. Uh Drone news item number two. Beep, bop, boop, bop, drone news. Continued. <laughs> it's gold. I'm uh, part of a team. There's a very cool video floating around because it's recently 4th of July in America land. When you say floating around, is it being broadcast <laughs> from the belly of an airborne drone? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> All right, carry on. That would be pretty cool though. Happy, what's 4th of July for? Independence Day. Hey. Remember when the aliens came and Bill Pullman ran the world? That's right. Happy figuring out that aliens, like Apple gets to the point where they become an alien civilization, take off, go through a time portal, then come back, take over America and get undone by their own software. Yeah, that's the thing that happened in the film, I guess. Somebody in the glorious United States of America's Mm -hmm. has used a drone. Mm Drone. (laughs) Very patriotic. (laughs) Yep. They've used a drone to fly inside some 4th of July fireworks and film. Really? From inside of the fireworks. I can can get behind that. It's a very cool video. We'll post it on all our social medias. Uh, It's illegal. You're not allowed to do it. (laughs) But uh, I like that you're so supportive of drones, but all your stories either end with the police were there or it's illegal. Well, look, I can't help it if the bloody... Left wing and right wing and centre wing fuddy duddies. All those wowsers. Yeah, wowsers is a good word. Yep. Drone wowsers. I can't help it if they're bloody robophobic. All right, it's. <laughs> Stop drinking water right before I say something <laughs> funny. That's your choice. <laughs> so again, the problem was humans. Yeah, human did it. If the drone was autonomous, it wouldn't be risky. So you'd probably be allowed to fly inside fireworks. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is autonomous drones for the win. And thus concludes <laughs> another episode of Drone News. Beep, bop, boop. That was Drone News. That's Beep. really good. You're like, <laughs> you're like a hipster R2-D2. <laughs> I, after a year, yes. just finished Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, which is a the year? Wii game. Yep. 
So I bought Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword for the Wii. Yep. Like a, whenever it came out, it could be two years ago. It's been a long time. Mm. And I got right up to that sort of video game bit where it says, you need to now destroy the ultimate boss guy. Yep. Go through this port and you walk up to the door and they're like, hey, if you go through this door, there's no turning back. You know that thing where it's like, if you go through this door, you've got the boss fight and then the game's over. Yes. And I was like, sweet, I should do that. And I've ne- I just never, I never did it. Is I just this, stopped playing. Does this stem back to your childhood fear of that time that you almost entered the Technodrome in the Ninja Turtles Shut up, game man. and the mouse had got you? <laughs> oh, man, so many soul scars. I know. And so I've been starting to really think about how much I should buy a Wii U. Because <laughs> <right? laughs> E3 came out. If, if I don't know if how much I brought it up on the podcast before, but Legend of Zelda is kind of my kryptonite in terms of life achievement. You mentioned that, uh, A, you've bought every single Nintendo console yeah. because it's had a Zelda game. B, you and your lovely fiancé have both got matching Triforce tattoos. So I've mentioned it. I think the listeners are pretty well sort of in touch with your Zelda-ness. Yeah. So I've stayed out of this console generation so far and then E3 they were like, we're bringing out two Zelda games. And I was like, oh, balls. So now I've got to buy a Wii U and I'm like, I might as well rip it off like a Band-Aid, do it right now and do Mario Kart, motherfuckers. It's going to be the best blue shell. So I was like, oh, well, before I do it, I should <laughs> I should rip off that little hangnail of my existence and just finish that Zelda game. Yep. Uh, and so I did. And How it took it take? six minutes. <laughs> 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 like I literally walked through and it was a guy to fight and I, I lost against him three times in a row because I was like, what button does the sword again? Oh, wait, it's it's not. I wave the thing and uh, where's my potions? And as soon as I figured out the controls again, I smashed him. And uh, it was good. It was satisfying. Probably blunted the narrative drive of the thing, given that it had been two years since I knew it was up. So you people built it up like, a little bit. This person has died now. And you're like, I don't remember who that is. Yeah. It was good. Go Zelda. When you die... Yeah. <laughs> like in real life. Yeah, cool. Not Let's talk about that. Game. Yeah. I'm going to have etched in your tombstone, assuming I outlive you. Yeah. Which seems unlikely I mean, given this is some a of the stupid <laughs> shit I've done lately. Just It's disturbing this uh, world you've built. <laughs> After I've killed you. <laughs> <laughs> After the drones have incinerated you like yeah. the surfer dude from the Transformers movie. I won't survive. Probably not. No. Because your specs will magnify the lasers as well. Uh, etched in your tombstone, I'm going to have, where are my potions? <laughs> and just like four empty hearts in a row. Yep. <laughs> we'll cut that bit out. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Good job, host. It's the host and the other guy. <laughs> Level 30.